0: Hello there, and welcome to Odessa First Assembly's weekly podcast, where we bring you the heart of our Sunday message. I'm Tony, your host, and the face behind our digital ministry. We're excited to dive into today's sermon, exploring the Word of God together. So grab your coffee, find a comfy spot, and let's embark on this journey of faith. Without further ado, here's this week's sermon. I believe yesterday was Veterans Day. I would like to honor any veterans in the house. If you were a veteran and served, would you please stand? Do we have anybody? I know Speedy was for sure. Yeah, we have an active service member. Yes. Wow! thank you, men, for your, for your service. We appreciate you and are grateful for you and thank you. And so... Ah, This is uh, it's been a long time waiting. We're excited. And so just a few things. Just remember that after service this morning, um, we're having our Thanksgiving meal and the fellowship hall all are invited. Um, I I believe we're going to have enough food. And so we want you to join us for that as we celebrate. It's an annual tradition for us, and uh, and tur- besides enchiladas, turkey and dressing is, is one of my favorite. And so I'm I'm sure I'm going to enjoy everybody's turkey, but I I'm I'm grateful for Brother Lee. Um, he knows how to smoke a turkey, man. And so they better mark one for me. I don't. I saw all those different flavors, (laughs) my mouth's watering. But we are so glad that you're, I want just a couple of things before we really move on. One is, um, uh, what an undertaking. You know, I'll be honest that uh, I, one of the reasons it it took us so long to uh, refurbish this room was. Um, I, I just really didn't know if I was up for the task. I knew it would be a big job. And so, and there was another kind of battle, you know, I love giving to missions. And uh, I had, it, it was, it's sometimes hard to justify um, the way we use buildings when there's so many that haven't heard. And, uh, but we also know, I, you, may, you may not know this, but I heard recently, it was actually through um, Shane with First Priority. And um, we were in a conversation and and he had told me that they believe that more than 90 percent of people in odessa do not go to church and that just really just kind of set me back and so you know we are after the lost all over the world but we're also after the lost here and so we have to, we need to do what we need to do here to reach all that we can and so that is that's that's part of it but i I, I want to thank you for your giving. I mean, this is not your giving to your, to, um, your, and your tithes and offerings and our missions and our, 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 our I love my church fund. Um, we would not be where we are right now and accomplish what we've done without your faithfulness and giving and so I, and i do want to encourage you we we still need some funds to come in and i love my church but even with that there's we you know when you get when something gets fixed it kind of makes another other areas not look so good have you ever noticed that and so uh like the green carpet on the sides on the hallways really stick out right now and so there are other things coming that we want to do but we can only do it as we have funds in the account and so that includes the hallways, it even includes the nursery hallway, going back. And, and But here's a need, and I, I wanted to present it this morning, um, I, I guess almost an, an, a, a thing of kind of striking the iron when it's hot. But there is something we are in desperate need of. One of the, th- one of the first things we did that maybe you haven't seen is we we changed out and replaced all of our... Um, fire doors going out our, our, escape routes of the, our doors were, they were in bad shape. I mean, it, it wasn't, you could just see sunlight it, come in. I mean, cats and dogs could come through some of the holes. I mean, it, it was maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but it was bad. And so you didn't see that happen, but all of our exterior doors on the back side of the church got replaced. We felt that was very important before we did anything else. And we're, we're grateful we are able to do that. And we're kind of, there's a, another one of those needs that we have and one of those needs is for our restrooms to be um, ADA accessible. And what that means is, is that we have people that have come to church and walkers and wheelchairs and they need to be able to easily use the restroom facilities. And so we have moved forward and gotten a bid Um, of what it would take, our nursing mother's room, that is this room right here, right this last room before you get to the hospitality area, we have decided that that's probably the, we really can't convert our restrooms, but we can convert that room into being an ADA accessible room for a restroom. And so that's gonna be our next step. And so here's the awesome thing is that we're, because of a plumbing company and because of, of Tony having experience in that area, we think we can get this done for a lot cheaper um, than what it would normally cost. And so we are looking somewhere to renovate that room, add a toilet, put a sewer, new, a sewer line in, coming to our main sewer line, all of that work for between $15,000 and $20,000. And I, I don't think that's very much to a, for a job like that and so that is going to be our next step so as funds continue to come in to the i love my church fund we're going to convert that room into a ada accessible room i mean does that 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 excites me Woo, yeah. does it excite anybody else i mean that's a need right and so that's the next step that we're going to take and so i want to encourage us be faithful in your giving and uh, we're going to keep mo- moving forward and getting things done. And I do want to give a few thank yous this morning. I, I really don't know when we started. Does anybody remember the Sunday we started ripping out carpet? Does anybody remember what date that was? It seems like a year ago to me. <laughs> it seems like a year ago. And uh, from that day until today, I think I've only had like two days off. Uh, the far majority of the days have been um, 12, 14, 15 Um, even 18-hour days, and um, if I can do this without being emotional, um, I'm grateful for a lot of people. I'm going to mention some names this morning, but Tony Searles has been shoulder to shoulder with me that entire time, and I'm so grateful for him. And uh, I mean, there's a few days he outlasted me and was here before me, and And so I'm grateful, but there's been so many, um, of course, our deacons and, and, you know, such a decision fatigue set in about two weeks ago. And I didn't know that was a thing. I really didn't. But it is for real, (laughs) y'all. And uh, I started kind of feeling guilty why I felt that way. Well, the thing is, is that we've really been making decisions about this remodel all year long. (laughs) And so it just didn't start like a month ago, but there was a lot of decisions going in. And I think Kaylee really felt sorry for me one day. And she said, she said, you know, Dad, she said, did you know the president eats the same menu every single day and wears the same thing every single day so he doesn't have to make that decision? And I was like, I get that. I was like, I I need y'all to do that for me. (laughs) I don't mind wearing the same thing every single day. And so... Um, but grateful for our deacons and especially coming into this moment into this of uh, colors and ideas and carpet and chairs and so many things that we discussed and um, really grateful for Ken Brown there Ken and Vicky are in Carlsbad with Vicki's parents and um, Ken he just did so much for us matter of fact um, Ken, and then I, he did have some help come in, Speedy and Randy and others, but pretty much designed and built our new steps, and uh, Randy and Ken b- framing out and building and sheetrocking the, um, the sound booth that we enlarged, um, Speedy and his wonderful helper, partner in crime, um, getting that mud and texture done. And so grateful for them. Adam, man, Adam just left a bunch of tools up here. He wanted to be here. So he left some things very precious to him. And, uh, and I, will tell you something else. I, so when, when me and Tony, we, you know, we did the recess lining and, um, uh, it was a little bit later that, uh, I found out, I just in conversation, I, I think we were getting ready to lay the carpet and, uh, Somebody came, I think it may have been Tony, came over to me and said, hey, he said, um, Brian McGay's an electrician. And I said, say what? <laughs> and so I went to Brian, I'm like, why, how we, what? <laughs> I said, like, are you serious? He said, yeah, I even asked somebody who was changing the light and they said, you hired it out. I was like, point them out. I'm going to pray for him really hard. So I don't, if you're in the room, I'm just telling you, I'm praying for you. And, uh, but Brian stepped in, I tell you what, and really just uh, stepped up and accomplished a lot of things that we wouldn't have the funds to do and had a professional electrician do it, which is even better. Um, grateful for, I, I think even one day Eric came up and helped Ken out, and that was, to me, that was awesome seeing father and son work together. And um, so many, Brian and Anne Marie, just so many moving back and forth sound components and so so many late nights they were here i mean i left i don't know if it was like 11 11 or ten forty-five. i left here last night they were still here so many nights like that grateful for them and so there would have been so many of you so many of you ripping up carpet bring getting pews out i mean there was times where we just had some people here getting ready for carpet vacuum and cleaning floors so this was uh this was a all-in family job that we got this done and so i I just felt it was appropriate to take time and and do and and to give thanks and um i'm so if you didn't know after we were exhausted and Jubal and his company man they donated and set up scaffolds for us and what's the name of your company Jubal? So keep that in mind, use them, <laughs> you, you, use that company. And um, I, we were planning on, I was planning on painting this myself. I really was, I, that, that was my goal. I wanted to save that money. And then I realized that that was stupid. And so, um, and so I just reached out to this random company on Facebook. I mean, I really, that's really how it happened. And they came out and uh, looked at everything and and, and uh, he said, hey, he said, we really want to use you guys for promotion. And I was like, awesome. I was like, great. He's like, you know, I was like, I told him, I was like, I really, I, it really, it's not going to matter what the bid is. I really don't see us going with it because I kind of knew, I kind of knew what it would be. And he says, oh, you'll like my bid. I was like, okay. And so he came back to me. And so I'm going to tell you that any other company would, would and I talked to ear tier designer and she agreed with me that what this should have been painted for Was about fifteen above thousand dollars, and so he came to me with his bid, and and I looked at it and I said, "Are you missing a digit?" (laughs) I I I was like, "Oh, they gave a bid of fifty eight hundred dollars." Well, paint alone, the cost alone was close to fifteen hundred dollars. And so pro team painters, you may have seen their stuff on Facebook, but they're the team that came in and painted this thing and and grateful for them. But something happened, so when we got tired of climbing scaffolds, and I'm getting too old for that, and we're 26 feet in the air, um, we rented a lift. I finally found a lift that we could get in through the door. And so we were able to keep that for a while and get some things done, well, Friday night, it melts down and breaks down in our sanctuary, and so um, I, I can't remember if it was Friday night. And I, you know, I called Randy. I was like, you know, Randy, Randy, Randy's got some redneck in him. I, I know he can devise a way, and so I called Randy. I said, Randy, and I told him what happened. He's like, Saturday, we'll figure it out. We'll do something. We'll get it done. And I, you know, I knew that would have been his response. And so, but then Vernon and Adam came in Saturday morning, and I said, hey. I said here, and we had service techs out here. I mean, they tried, they spent hours, and so it was was right here in the altar area, and you know, we excommunicated it, but anyway, I mean, it was sitting right here, and uh, I'll tell you what, Vernon and Adam did what the rental company could not do, and they got that thing running, and not only did they get it running, I mean, they fixed it where it worked better than when we got it. I mean just amazing to me and so it's it's by the dumpster over here if you want to lift and uh, no, (laughs) but we're so so many things and we're grateful for that and um, I'm so excited because I know that the best days are ahead right the best days are ahead we're gonna look at Psalm 136 this morning and uh, we're gonna do something unique as we do that but I want us to pray father we thank you, Lord, for today. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that we get to fellowship, worship. Lord, receive your word in this house. And so I pray today, I pray that our hearts will be good soil, Lord. But we'd also have hearts full of rejoicing, Lord, to see all that you have done. And yet we know and we look forward with anticipation and hope knowing The greatest days are ahead the best is yet to come the greatest revival hasn't happened yet and lord we want to be the house that you pour into and pour out of we thank you for it we pray in the name of jesus amen so i want to do something a little unique we're going to look at psalm 136 today and so it's going to be on the screen as it always is. we got our sermon notes like we always do and things of that nature. But when Psalm 136 was written, you know, back, way back, you know, we're t- you know in these days that Scripture was written, especially in the Old Testament, there was a lot of public reading of Scripture. And when they would read Scripture... There was a lot of repeating of the scripture. They would, you know, even when you think about all of Paul's letters, those, those prison epistles, you know, he wrote to the, you know, we have Colossians and Ephesians and Galatians. And what would happen is, is the pastor of those churches, he they'd get this letter from Paul, and he would they would stand and they would read Paul's letter to the entire congregation. And um and so that's a little bit what we're going to do today. And so what I want to ask you to do, this is, this is, um, this is biblical history. This is biblical tradition in the way that Psalm 136 was done. Are you? Would you participate with me? Can we do it that way? I want to ask, I want to ask you to stand this morning and... Here's what we're going to do. You know, way back in the day when I, I, I used to preach, I think I even did it here when I first got here. I'd always say, let's stand and honor the reading of God's word. And the reason why I stopped doing that was I, I started thinking, I was like, you know, the way, I, the way that said, it makes me feel like that I, I felt guilty that we didn't stand every time a scripture reference was shared. So, um, But here's how this is going to happen. I'm going to read... The first part of the verse, and we're going to read the chapter because this is important. I'm going to read the first part of the sentence of the verse, and then together we are going to say, for his steadfast love endures forever. And we're going to say it together, and we're going to say it loud and proud, okay? So let's practice one time. Let's just say that together. For his steadfast love endures forever. Okay, say it like you mean it now. For his steadfast love endures forever. So every, I'm going to read, and you can follow along with me up there, and then you're going to say, for his steadfast love endures forever, okay? All right. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever give thanks to the god of gods for his steadfast love endures forever give thanks to the lord of lords for his steadfast love endures forever to him who alone does great wonders to him by understanding made the heavens To him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights. The sun to rule over the day. The moon and stars to rule over the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. And brought Israel out from among them. With a strong hand and outstretched arm. He divided the Red Sea in two. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness, to him who struck down great kings, and killed mighty kings, Sion the king of the Amorites, and Og the king of Bashan, and gave their land as a heritage. A heritage to Israel, his servant. It is He who remembered us and our low estate and rescued us from our souls, our foes. All right, don't wait on me. Let's go He who gives food to all the flesh, give thanks to the God of heaven. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. You may be seated. Just so you know, you just went through a year of Sunday school right there reading that verse, reading that passage, I mean, you really did. I mean, we went through creation, we went through the the, the deliverance out of Egypt, we went through Joshua conquering the promised land, and we even went through to what God has done for us today and we are thankful for what God has done for us. And I, I hope maybe that today something that will shift in you or bring remembrance to you is when God pulled you out of the pit. When you thought there was no hope but God. Do you, I mean, when the doctor said, when he brought news that wasn't good, but then God intervened as a Lord God. Our healer, or when maybe you got news that I mean unsettled you and shook you up, but then the Lord came in and he brought strength and peace in your situation, or do you remember when the sorrow was in the middle of the night, but when you opened up your eyes the next day, you realized that joy does come with the morning, and that great is his faithfulness. And we are in that season to remember those things and just like going through Psalm 136 I just very quickly wanted to recount of the Lord's faithfulness to our church. If you didn't know our church it was it was started 88 years ago. It was chartered with the symbols of God 87 years ago. And that's just amazing to me. And I, I do, I wanna just, out of faithfulness of what God has done, I just wanna remind us of who former pastors have been. And in just a moment, I just got a few pictures for you. But this is just in keeping with Psalm 136. But if you didn't know, the church was started in 1935 by a Reverend Bill Collins. And there's something I found very interesting to me is that our first location was 712 North Lincoln. If you don't know where 712 North Lincoln is, it is the parking lot for First Baptist. They kicked us out. No, it's the parking on the First Baptist, that's where it's located, the the southwest corner across the street from First Baptist. But here, as I was looking at this, the lady that sold the property to the church, her name was Nanny Ambergy. And what's, (laughs) the thing is, I know a guy by the name of Sean Ambergy, who has family roots in Odessa. He is the pastor of Los Alamos, First Assembly of God in New Mexico. And so we've been friends for a while, we're hunting buddies and I reached out to him and I said, hey, I said, do you know a Nanny Ambergy? And he messaged back, he said, absolutely. He said, that is my great grandmother. And that she was an artist and we actually have paint, I have, he said, I have five paintings hanging in my house that she painted. And that was just, just a neat connection to me. And, uh, but that was 1935, 1936, 1936, a pastor by the name of of Reverend Jody C. Thomas. Um, he was at that location, but it was Reverend Harper in 1945 where we got this property at 1101. And, uh, and, and he's also in that began construction of that building. And so we do have some pictures of that. Can we throw that there? So that's, that's our, what is now our fellowship hall. That's was the original sanctuary, And um, is there that uh, that news clipping looking one that? Yeah, there we go. So there's another picture with the the tall cedars um, hanging there and uh, uh, planted there. But that was he was here from 1945 to 1960. Um, That building, the fellowship hall, was built in 1949. Isn't that, I mean, that just blows my mind a little bit. And, and from what I understand, I may be wrong about this, and I, somebody can correct me after service, don't do it right now, is uh, I believe that the timbers in the roof of the fellowship hall was actually from an old um, Air Force base and, and, and Air Force, hang, uh, a, a plane hangar. Um, but then in ni- he was here 15 years. He was a, the second longest serving pastor. Then in 1960, there was Reverend David Roper. Then we had a pastor. In 1962, he served 23 years, 1962 to 1985, Reverend M.D. Williams. And uh, there's probably a lot in the room. You were baptized him, by him and dedicated even, and probably some weddings um, 1985, Brother Jimmy Uselton, Reverend Jenny o- Uselton came, and that's when this was, facility was built. He was here from 85 to 92. I think the dedication here happened in 89. Um, from 1992 to 94 was Reverend Johnny Stores, The third longest serving pastor, uh, Reverend Thompson, from 94 to 2007, and of course, we've had him even preach here recently in the last year and love, Brother Thompson. He was actually on the committee, uh, Brother Thompson, when I was first credentialed, and he was one of my interviewers that interviewed me and uh, gave me a really hard time. And so, um, but then in 2007, 2010, Tracy McWilliams, where well, there is a picture of Tracy baptizing somebody. That's Tracy McWilliams. Does anybody recognize the girl in the picture? That is Amber in the picture. Um, then from 2010, 2013 was, um, Reverend Dalton Froman. I'm um, just really quick. If you don't know when he resigned, he called me the day after and he said, Hey, I was of course doing youth alive and he, he said, Hey, I, I, I think you need to be the next pastor at in Odessa first assembly. I resigned today or yesterday. And I was like, you have lost your mind, man. And uh, but anyway, Lord's providence, we are here. And so 2013 the present, of course, we've been here, the fourth longest serving pastor in our history, which is actually pretty amazing, 11 pastors in in our history. But there's a few other churches of some guys I found. I don't know what's gonna come up next, but what, so there's, I think, if you look back, is that him sitting right there? Is that, he's running our online sound this morning. I wish I had time to show a bunch of pictures, but we really don't, because I do want to preach. But, and then I found one of Ken and Vicky there, and Ken looking as he always looks. Um, Mike and Charmin, look at that. Does that feel like ages ago? Does, yeah, and I've, is there another one of somebody? I've, yeah, look you there. I found one of Randy and Candy. Oh, how sweet. It's wonderful sometimes to remember to recount the faithfulness of the Lord. And I'm sure we know that throughout the history of this church, I mean, there are people in ministry and missions and all over the world. And remembering is a powerful tool. The power of remembering is not believing it will never be as good as it was. The power in remembering is knowing what God has done once, he'll do it again. That's the way that God does things. The greatest revivals, the greatest outpourings, the greatest things that God has done, even though the things what God has done are great, the greatest things have not even happened yet. Come on, somebody, help me preach this morning a little bit. The greatest things are still ahead. And why do I believe that? Because I believe the as we draw closer to the rapture of the church, as we draw closer to that moment where that the trump of God's gonna blow and that angel's gonna shout, and those of us that remain are caught up or <laughs> is anybody following me? I believe that the Lord wants a harvest more than even what we want a harvest. I think that God wants to heal more than what we want him to heal. I think that God wants to save and redeem people more than what we want to see people saved and healed and redeemed. Come on somebody, if it wasn't true, he wouldn't have given his one and only son to seal the promise for it all to happen. And so right now, you think about your greatest need, your, the, that, that prodigal son or daughter that you weep over, God's heart breaks for them more than what's yours even does. And that's why I believe the greatest days are ahead because God is still working. God is still moving. God is still doing what God does. I know when we look at culture, it feels like it's all shifting and changing, but I want to tell you, you're right, it is. And even when you look at scripture and you look at what the Bible tells us, what we're seeing in culture is happening just like God said it would. And so if we're seeing culture to go in the direction where God said it would when he said in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, don't you think God's going to do that too? Do you think God's going to do that too? I believe that he's going to do that. And so what I believe is even as a great of a heritage that we have seen in Odessa First Assembly. God is not done. God is not done here. God is not done with you. God is not done. And so what my encouragement, as we look through Psalm 136 and this, just this, I mean, this is a psalm of praise and thanks to God. And it was something that happened It was a proclamation that happened publicly. What I want to encourage you to do is to make your thanks a proclamation. Giving thanks is a proclamation. When you look at through scripture, you see things like scriptures, let the whole world know what he has done tell everybody about his wonderful deeds each day proclaim the good news that he saves publish his glorious deeds among the nations tell everyone about the amazing things he has done tell the nations the Lord reigns I mean we see through scripture of this public declaration of thanks needs to be made I know we're all wired different. We all have different personalities. I mean, it's naturally some of us are the eternal optimist, right? And, you know, the glass is always half full. There's those in the room that, I mean, you're just the opposite, you know? I mean, the glass is half empty, if not all the way empty, or fixing a spill and pour over. I mean, whatever. But I'm going to tell you, you need to be grateful and thankful and public about that thanks to the Lord. It needs to be something that you declare, that you speak. And just so you know, my alarm is already flashing at me, so we're going to miss a whole lot of blanks. If you want the blanks filled in that bad, go to the U of events and you can fill them in, okay? But what I believe is that we need to make a public proclamation of what God has done. And I think we get in the habit, we get in the rut, we get in the groove even of always seeing the negatives, seeing what's not happening, what we think God's not doing. But we can be thankful for what God has done. I may have a lot of need in my life. I may have a lot of areas in my life where I need God to break through. That does not mean that God has not moved in my life at all. Do you hear me this morning? That doesn't mean that God hasn't moved in my life at all. I can recount those moments of healing, of financial breakthrough, of when that decision just made sense and there was clarity. I I can recount the faithfulness of the Lord. And we need to be expressive about that. The second thing is this. Is giving thanks to God. It should be something constant in our life. I mean, that's, you know, hopefully some of you are participating with us. If you've noticed, if you're on our social media, that every day there's been something posted. I bet you there's still cards back there in the back that you can fill out. That's something you're thankful for. We've been posting those online just as an encouragement for people. And in in our services, we're doing the, the, the 60 Seconds of Thanks, which today was just powerful, wasn't it? With Vanessa and Chris, just amazing testimonies. But Thanksgiving really should be just constant, and, and if I may, I, you know, I'm not a very gentle person I know when I say stuff sometimes, and so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to attempt to be a little bit gentle. Um, you know, I'm not asking anybody to be weird, right? I'm not, I, and I don't even right now know how to qualify that statement, but maybe it'll make a little bit of sense. It's like, you know, I mean, it's because, I, well, maybe I do. I mean, you know, well, this week, I was fixing to be really facetious, but um, I was fixing to say, you don't need to thank God when you put your socks on. And I'm going to tell you, there were some mornings these last couple of weeks where I was very thankful yeah. I could get my socks on. But our, our, our Thanksgiving needs to be constant. And what I mean by constant, you know what I mean by constant is that regardless of the situation you find yourself in, that's what I'm talking about, that everything may be going perfect for you or everything may be turning the worst for you, regardless of where you are on that spectrum, God still deserves our thanks. God still deserves our worship. God still deserves our gratitude. Cause I, you know, I, I don't wanna, I, I don't wanna put words in your mouth or, or make, you know, I'm not trying to make anybody feel the way that I feel, but I'll tell you the way that I feel. If God never did one more thing for me, never, I would still be grateful. Because he lifted me up out of a miry clay and set me on a rock. He did that, and regardless of what else happens in my life, he saved me. When I was yet still a sinner, Christ died for me and shed his blood for me. And so our thanks, it should be constant. It should be constant. The third thing is this, is to give thanks to God in all circumstances, and he even gives us a verse. You're gonna be familiar with the scripture. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I know you've heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. We are Americans tend to be really in this, especially in our church world, of, of the will of God for our life. The one that God has us for to marry, the, the, the will of God for the job, the will of God for um, his purpose for our life and his vocation for us. And we get really wrapped up into this. But I'm going to tell you, there are many places in scripture where it, it lines out, this is God's will for you. You can't misread that, right? You can't misunderstand that. And so if you are, so the, the best way I want to say it is this way. If you are looking for God's will for your life, the best place to start is where he has already lined out his will for your life. Yeah. Oh, that, that was good. That was like, man, from the hip right there. I really, is, is to be thankful. And that's part of God's will for us. Give thanks and all. It is God's, I mean, think about the power of that. It is the will of God for you to be thankful in every circumstance. It is God's will for you to be thankful in all circumstances. And I, I'm going to tell you, I, I think scripture, when Paul wrote this to the, to the Thessalonians, I mean, he nailed it because he, he didn't write the words, give thanks for all circumstances. He said, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, I think sometimes there's a lot of us in the room that we've realized that we went through a rough stint. And we're like okay thank you god for taking me through that because i needed that in my life i mean i mean let's be honest i mean i know when we're going through the fire we're like you know that's the last place we want to be but we realize the purity and the things that are god's working in our life and so we must give thanks in all circumstances i love this quote from aw tozer perhaps it takes a pure faith to praise god for unrealized blessings than for those we once enjoyed or those we enjoy now. If God is big enough to create the entire universe, God is big enough to handle all of your problems. And so we can give thanks in all circumstances. Number four is this, and I think it's maybe an obvious one we forget about sometimes, but is to give thanks when things are going well they give thanks when things are going well you know when we give thanks to god you know i think there's a couple of things we do sometimes that i think we, you see a shift sometimes in our in our walk or our spiritual life and really what we're doing is is we're spiritually twisting god's arm I think sometime we've had a pattern in our life, and so we need something to change, and we're like, okay, God, I'll do this if you do this. Now, um, uh, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. One of these days, I'm going to preach on things that Jesus never said. There's a whole lot of God saying, if you do this, I'll do this. But I don't read anywhere where it says, hey, just tell me what I need to do and you give me the if then state. God doesn't operate that way. And so what we need to do is to give thanks when things are going well, we can't forget of where all those good things came from. The earlier, it's, it's going to be in your notes. I, I think it's in James. I think it is, um, where it says that every good gift is from above, from the Heavenly Father of lights. Every, anything good that happens in your life is because of God. You, you, you didn't arrive there on your own. You didn't arrive there in your own strength or your own wit or your own know-how. God was good to you. God was good to you. And so we give him thanks and honor when things are going well. Some of you, this is gonna remind you, you know, I almost asked about us singing this song today. Does remember, he has made me glad? You know, I, when I think of these songs, I, it's when I wish I could sing. I really don't think about it often. Because it's like when I think of these songs that I grew up on, it's like I just wanna start singing them, but you ought to be like, I don't even know what song that is. <laughs> I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his, anybody remember that song? I'll enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day the Lord has made. I rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad, right? Something like that, yeah. Well, it comes from Scripture. It's Psalm 100, verse 4. And it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. And what that thanksgiving is, it's a very specific kind of Thanksgiving. And what that thanksgiving is, is toda, is toda. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with toda. And what toda is a thanksgiving choir. Think about a choir that they're just singing thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. So enter his gage with thanksgiving, toda, enter his courts with praise, Tihila. praise, Tihila. enter his gorge with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know what Tihila means is, so we have a thanksgiving choir and that word praise, what it specifically means is sing a song of thanksgiving. So we have a thanksgiving choir singing songs of thanksgiving. That's a whole lot of thanks, right? Give thanks, yada, give thanks with extended hands and bless Barak to kneel in thanksgiving to his name. So, I, what I'm trying to do is you to process this scripture of Psalm 100. Enter his gates with a thanksgiving choir, into his courts with singing thanks, and thankfully extending your hands to him and bless him by bowing before his name. I'm gonna tell you, God deserves that kind of thanks from us. He deserves that kind of thanks. I wanna ask you to stand this morning if you would. And so what I want us to do is I want us to practice in these next few moments, Thanksgiving. It's not even, it's, it's 1159. We have food here. Come on. We don't have to. Thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more inspirational messages connect with us on social media at OdessaFirstAG. And if you'd like to support our ministry, visit OdessaFirstAssembly.com forward slash giving. Until next time, stay blessed.